0: To anybody uh, who, from England who listens to this podcast, you might not know that it is currently absolutely freezing here. So at any point, if you're hearing like weird rustling noises, it's just because me and Sebastian are like cuddling for warmth.
1: Yeah, fair. yeah. it's. I mean, it's probably
0: <laughs> yeah. cold in Ireland as well. I think it's frosty as hell, man. No, yeah, apparently it is. It apparently is pretty frosty in Ireland. But fun fact: I mentioned before the, the, uh, we have more listeners in the US than we do in the United Kingdom. So. Yeah. I think it makes they, sense. They're probably not. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They're probably not aware that uh, it's currently absolutely Baltic here. Like only stupid people would listen to this podcast, so, so it all makes sense that Americans. You just offended fifty <laughs> percent of our listeners about and the, the being stupid, and then a hundred percent because of the yeah only a stupid person. You've offended me too. So how do you feel <laughs> about that? <laughs> <laughs> what a wow. great start yeah, What a great way to start To the end um,
1: But this is a special episode Special episode, yes yeah. We
0: are back with the recap for season 33 uh, Just to introduce ourselves as always Welcome to Dylan Sebastian of Simpsons podcast This podcast myself and Sebastian here do Because we love the Simpsons And I'm Sebastian He is yeah, Sebastian is I am Dylan <laughs> That wasn't clear uh, I guess I wasn't clear Why would that be clear? If this is your first time listening to it Yeah, I'm Dylan he's Sebastian Um the louder one is Dylan. The Irish one is Dylan. <laughs> so we're doing our yeah we're doing our season thirty three recap. Now me and Sebastian have done a recap together before. But what makes this one special is it is our first recap of a full season in which we both have reviewed the whole season yeah. together. Exactly. So it's more cohesive. We've seen all the same episodes. We can you know get into it together I'm really excited properly. To hear your choices. This should be fun. I feel like I,
1: I I might I I reckon I could guess like two of your top three. Oh nice. But I
0: I. Yeah, I'm just excited to hear them. Me too. I wanna we make...
1: have such different opinions. Absolutely. So.
0: Which I think was a fun thing about... Now, when I say it's a fun thing, I don't always like it. But <laughs> if it's fun, what made it fun about the switch up with uh, having you is that our opinions do differ quite often. With Brendan, it was like, you know, it, it, we differ from time to time, but more or less we had similar opinions. Our are very different. I'm going to make a guess that our bottom three is pretty similar. I bet you our top three are not the same at all. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I reckon
1: we might actually have
0: the same bottom three,
1: maybe in a different order. But maybe a different same. order, probably
0: yeah. the same bottom three, yeah. I'd say our top three are nothing alike, judging from our, our conflicting opinions of like ones that there's been plenty this season where I've been like, yeah, it was alright, and you're like, I loved it, and vice versa, you know. But yeah, let's jump into it. So I want to, like I said, Sebastian, before before we started recording, I wanted to do a, a new segment as well, so like, best couch gag and best guest star this season, and then we'll get into the bottom three, and then yes. the top three. So, yeah, do you want to do best couch gag first? I'm guessing yeah. yours is the one we did last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. okay, there we go. So, mm. yeah, my favourite couch gag was the Poorhouse House Rock episode. Yeah. Um, Not because it's the newest, but just... It is it one of the special ones. Yeah, it's like, it's not even one of them that was funny. Mm-hmm. or like Because a lot of the time with the couch gag, it's a, a gag. It's yeah, not yeah. It wasn't really a gag. It was just no, like, was something really cool we can do with the animation and I think it's cool I would love if they like actually did that in some episodes as well
0: they do have guest animators sometimes yeah unfortunately there's only one this season they usually have maybe like three or four or something he was the only one but like it was super cool he was like literally a fan on Instagram who does very avant-garde different like art styles to the show and that, that the actual creators producers on the show saw that and gave him a couch that's what makes it so cool I loved that I also gave my Best Couch guy in the Season 2, a guest... I uh, that, that that was another guest animator, actually, this one, yeah. So there was two this season. So it's the one in Portrait of a Lackey on Fire, and it's a really hard one to describe, but it was the one with the, the like, um, it was, like, potatoes of the family, and they chopped oh, it yeah, up. Yeah. yeah, I thought that one was really cool and creative, and it was live-action, which made it really interesting, and they were also, like, these Simpsons fans who made these weird... They're on YouTube, made these weird little videos they blew up they were cool yeah yeah that so would be in both my top three that would be
1: my top three for sure
0: yeah so both of ours are, are the more kind of avant-garde weird couch gags As guess as not mention mentioned for a more classic one I like the Mount, the Mount Rushmore one a lot as well oh yeah as, as a more like typical couch guy just like they're all Mount Rushmore there's a tree growing over his nose he tries to pick it and his head falls off just classic simple couch well, gag. maybe smile
1: for both of us and most people watching I yeah. think everyone prefers the more avant-garde ones now because course. there's only so much well you could do loads of couch gags you can but people want to see more than a couch gag now
0: like yeah something of course more fresh yeah here. i like seeing classic ones like the one i just mentioned but i'm obviously a Guillermo del toro one or a bansky one is always yeah. going to stick out more than one where the family runs the couch and the couch explodes <laughs> you <Yeah>. know 100 <laughs> but yeah and then the best guest there i'm gonna go first um actually this was a tough choice no i i obviously i knew it's simpsons so they obviously have a bunch but i didn't realize until looking over just how many great guests there's already this season yeah, so there were, many there were fantastic there's, performances.
1: there's there's definitely gonna be a, a few honorable mentions
0: i have a bunch yeah but um
1: i actually went for and i'm not saying this because it was the newest episode no i genuinely went for hugh jackman no i think that's like, totally I, fair I, I just thought that him like sort of singing as well. Yeah, he people like, he, he put in a lot of extra work. It's it's not what people would expect from Wolverine. So well, he's the great showman. Of man. course, yeah, but
0: he did. He just finished doing the Music Man on Broadway, every, so he's a massive singer.
1: I think most people pair him with Wolverine. Lim is yeah. He, I, I just like that. Um, it it. I didn't even know it was Hugh Jackman.
0: Yeah, sure. He yeah me, he's the so. American accent. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I I thought he he was just a very good guest star. Like you you could argue that. There were other ones that did the full episode well, that might deserve it more, but for yeah. me, I thought that was the best.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess when he only comes in halfway through, but when he comes in, first, he's a great character. I like the whole concept of, like, the janitor of the nuclear power plant. You could bring him back, like, he's a great character, he provides a great commentary yeah. in the episode, and also he sings for, like, you know, he's carrying that gigantic number. Yeah. You know, so for, for, that, for that reason alone, he is a great guest star and definitely deserves a mention, for sure. I, I wouldn't judge... Him for being your choice at all. Any honorable mentions from you? Um,
1: I feel like you've probably got them written down. I have
0: a bunch, yeah <laughs> So maybe there'll be some of yours also. So I will say my my honorable mentions first, and then say who my favorite guest started season What's was. What's the
1: biggest honorable mention?
0: I would I would say the weekend because fair. I he, firstly I thought the whole the whole thing about that he pitched the episode to them it was just super cool that he actually kind of had a little bit of a hand to the play in what yeah. the episode ended up being. Also, he's just way better than you would expect a musician to be in terms of his performance in the episode. And he plays like two characters. past ones
1: they've had as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he plays two characters, which is super cool, you know? And he's they, both, those, both of them sound nothing like him. That last thing at the end of Back the Cool Kid where it's Ryan Hughes and Darius Hughes, like when he finds out he's actually his clone not his son like that whole thing is just the weekend yeah. you know what I mean he's really good in it so he's good yeah he would be my man biggest of many talents he really is I actually think he's an incredibly talented man my other honourable mentions are John Autry II who played Monk Murphy Blingos Murphy's son first yeah. ever death actor good. to feature in the show so I think for that reason alone I think he's honourable mention. Yeah. but yeah also great I character i the
1: episodes maybe let it down a bit him down a little bit because his performance was really good
0: I, I like that um, episode. Yeah, it
1: was a good episode, but it wasn't, you know, one of the stronger
0: ones. Yeah, I remember you referring to it as nearly a great episode in, yeah. in our podcast. I would agree with that. It's good, but it's not... It could have been better. Like, it was a 7.5. It could have been an yeah. 8, you know? But
1: bear in mind, like, I'm sure... Our opinions on a lot of stuff is probably gonna change because it sat with us
0: more. Yeah, I'm sure no so, one's gonna be that obsessive to look back and be like, yeah. "Oh, he what, gave you said this." Yeah, he gave this an eight. He gave this one a seven point five, yeah. but now he's saying this one's better. It, our opinions changed, yeah, because looking over it, like I, I am thinking about like ones that have had a more lasting effect on me. You know what I mean? Like an episode I really liked from this season was the longest marriage. Like I'm pretty sure I gave that a, an eight yeah it was good but then i looked over the seasons i'm like it just didn't stick with me as much as other ones you know what i mean so it didn't make it into my top three but yeah so the weekend was an honorable mention for me john autry a second also hugh jackman we mentioned already why he was so great uh carrie washington as my was final my, honorable mention my honorable mention
1: yeah.
0: yeah she was nearly my favorite i thought she was absolutely amazing as rachel payton did a great job and like she had big boots to carry, you know, taking over from Edna Kravopoulos I thought she was stunning. One reason why I'm not giving her the best guest out of the season is because she's obviously going to come back. Right, you I, know? I see that, yeah. She did an absolutely amazing job in My Octopus By Octopus and a Teacher, something like yeah. that. She did an absolutely amazing job in it. And I can't wait to see more of her. She's a great character. But since we won't see her again... I decided to give her my favourite guest star of the season. My favourite guest star of the season is Brian Cox, wow. who played Costas, the you villain, know, I so in *The Sirius Flanders. I was so close to saying that. Really? So well, yeah. oh, you didn't really like Serious Flanders?
1: No, but I thought he He's was really great good. In it. He's great yeah. in it. The reason why I went... To Has it, such for... a, like, good voice for a cartoon.
0: Absolutely. And the reason why I went for him at the end is because, well, firstly, he's in both parts, and he's in a major part of both parts, both parts of the episodes. And, like, even in thinking about it, he's the only villain I can ever think of in The Simpsons who's genuinely intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like, he frightened you, you know? Like, you really felt like a threat. Even the villain of The Simpsons movie, he's still funnier than he is intimidating. Yeah. You know, Russ Cargill. But, yeah, like, like Costas is a genuinely frightening, like, like a proper villain that you'd see in, in Fargo. And I think this did a great job at... Being this intimidating threat to homer and flanders and the rest of board of their families yeah i thought he was amazing and so many other mentions great guest stars this season but for me brian cox takes the bait but yeah when we jump into our bottom three oh, i think bro- first the well, negative and then the positives
1: i i i don't know how you want to do it but i was thinking we'd say
0: three okay, three two two one one yeah yeah exactly totally so um, you can start yeah okay so my number three so my third worst episode of season is Treehouse of Horror thirty two?
1: Same.
0: Really? Yeah, well, wow, okay. That's my third one. That's your third. Maybe we have the exact same <laughs> thoughts. Maybe it's the exact same then. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we can we can talk about why we feel that way together. Well, it's 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 just so really what Treehouse of Horror
1: is. Yeah, tonight. because
0: it's only once a year, so you want it to be special. I will say they make up for it, not to spoiler alert for next season, but season thirty-four has a solid Treehouse of horror as well as a solo Halloween episode yeah. the, the it one and they're both in my opinion really good so they do make up for it but you know it is a thing that are only once a season this one for me I actually think it's my least picture as a horror of the whole show so far it's the, only one, it's the only one I can think of that none of the segments landed for me yeah none you know the parasite one I thought had something going for it but it chose to just recreate the best scenes from that movie rather than actually telling their own story using that concept well the segment that it did land also doesn't really count the best segment was the the thing was it wasn't a segment yeah it was just there to fill time which like yeah that vincent price one were like bats like 12 days of halloween that was good but i was thinking about it too it's like that's probably there because they had to fill time yeah which is a really bad sign they had
1: to cut off uh, cut out so much stuff yeah
0: which is a really bad sign (coughs) for a treehouse of horror because i i've listened to commentaries before for different ones and they always say that they get cut for time in Trials of horrors because each segment has so much written for it but like this time around they didn't have enough, they had to put in a fourth segment, do you know what I mean? But yeah, there's a the Parasite one, I was like, I, I, just, I thought that was weak, but it's still better than the other two. The tree one is just nothing. Yeah. There's nothing to that, like, and the last one, the ring one again was just like, a typical parody, but also like twenty years too late. And, and yeah, the movie's exactly. so old. <laughs> and it
1: also, it just didn't really do anything new with the parody. It's like again, it's just if doing, it doing the best to bits see a of the movie parody, watch fucking scary movie. Yeah, like, yeah, it's... totally.
0: Watch fucking a bunch of different things. Like yeah. the, that movie's so old. Many things are parodied it. Like why did you wait this long to do it? You know. Yeah, literally, the best parts of the episode are the are, are in segments. It's that bit, and also the beginning. You remember the Bambi scene yeah, yeah. with marriage and Bert. That, Bart? Was funny, that yeah. one was really good. Well animated, different. Cool, when I saw quirky. that at the start, I was like, "Oh wow, we're in. For, this is uh, going to be a good one." Yeah, and yeah, none of the segments landed. Yeah, like I said, it's disappointing. You know, for me, I actually think this season is really, really solid as a whole. One of the one of the one of the show's best seasons in years. But it definitely takes them down a peg. That their horror is, in my opinion, the worst one to date. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. So I guess we have the same. So uh, number two is Misha's murder. murder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we had the exact and, same bottom three. I mean,
1: just what a mess, really, of an episode. What a mess of a mess. To put it, it's <laughs> totally it's too much, man. Yeah, They're trying to tell too many stories. Way too many. It just doesn't feel like it's. It's one of them episodes you watch that just don't. It, you you can tell that their heart wasn't in it. No, totally. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, going it through the like, motions. Yeah, you, you already knew when they were editing this. Like, ah. This is going to be a, a week. Yeah, oh yeah, week yeah, actually. totally. This this is this isn't our best.
0: We have to do twenty two episodes, so this yeah. is going to be what it's going to be. You know what I mean? And, and
1: the, <laughs> yeah. the title alone, I was like, oh, Meet His murder. This is murder interesting? Like, you know, yeah. This, the Smiths album. This is going to be mm. maybe another dig at Morrissey or you know like a good episode, really. Yeah. I just didn't live up to that at all. No, was... that was the one when I was reading through the list of episodes that intrigued you. That was like that one intrigued me. Yeah, and the plot the actual plot summary intrigues
0: me cool yeah and even when you look at the guest stars in this episode who yeah. all do a decent job but due to the quality of this episode none of them made it even an honour mention for me unfortunately like you got John Litgow Christian Ritter Seth Green Paula Tompkins all great actors doing their best but they're just not good well written characters I was thinking about it more after we reviewed it as well when I was listening over to our podcast of it I didn't mention this in the podcast but another problem this episode I think is that it has no confidence in any of the stories it sets up Mm. I think that's why it sets up so many it's like oh this one isn't very interesting let's let's try out this um that doesn't really work, work either let's try out this and so they have all these little things going on at the same time so for, as a result none of them go anywhere exactly you know like I said before this episode has grandpa renewing a relationship with no business partner it explores grandpa and Lisa's relationship the history of Krusty Burger Krusty losing the rights to all of his properties all of the things I just said you, could have been great yeah. solo episodes. You saying
1: that there just sounds amazing.
0: Those like, sounds like four, yeah. th- those could have been sounds four like a great episodes. Simpsons episode. Every single one, mm-hmm. yeah. A whole episode of Krusty losing his properties would be a great episode. But instead, they tried to shoehorn all these things into one 20 minute episode, and it's just an absolute mess. Uh, also, just to mention, worst guest star of season, without thou, Shy Day Emilio. Oh, yeah. Just made me cringe inside my stomach. Oh, man. It gave me cramps. Like, I was already disliking the episode enough, and then she comes in. You know, I did, there, there's examples of them trying to be relevant, and they do a really good job, but this was one where they just looked like you could smell the 60 year old writers just trying to find something that would catch people's, catch the younger audience's attention. You know what I mean? And I'm sure the ratings probably worked for it. They probably did a big ad that she was guest starring in the episode, and people ch- tuned in. And it probably did well, but. Yeah at what cost? you know what I mean to get one good rating for for the first night that it airs and for the but rest of this history to get on
1: because it, all it did was certainly nothing it probably made people think who, who liked Charlie do you mean like, mm-hmm. oh I'm gonna watch this episode because she's in it yeah watch it but that's like a really bad example of good new
0: Simpsons totally you know? oh and my god yeah like,
1: oh Simpsons sucks now you're like, yeah. No, it doesn't. I promise.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. Is like, totally. If somebody tuned in, if someone just said, okay, I'm going to watch um a random episode of Simpsons to see, maybe they're not as bad as people make them out to be, and they chose Mina's murder, I'd have to be like, no, trust me, they are not always like that. But you do get some stinkers yeah. like Mina's murder. It really is lovely. The draw. Like,
1: yeah. With people who are not going to have the patience, and I don't blame them, because it's like, who's going to. I don't think many people are going to be like, oh that episode of the simpsons was bad it's the first new one i've saw i'm gonna keep going with it you know i think you just it's Mm. like when you're watching a film that's so shit you have to turn off yeah yeah yeah. it's like when do i draw the line and be like okay i'm switching this off now
0: yeah i'd love the simpsons enough to say that i would blame them i I would say to keep watching but i obviously wouldn't judge someone that that's the first episode they've seen in years to be like oh it must be shit you know it's, it's also an unfortunate thing that the episodes that get attention are the really bad ones like the Lisa Goes Gaga the Lady Gaga episode got so much attention and it's absolute it's the worst of the whole show in my opinion like it's absolute tripe so I just hate that people watch those ones and think that's what the show always is Which it, it those ones are rare you don't get ones as bad as Mia's Murder a lot no you know what I mean but
1: speaking but, of episodes that
0: are bad that are, that, yeah. that are bad honestly it was I. it was a toss between one or the, one or the other for me I think in the end I chose Mia's Murder second because at least I had something going for it. Yeah. Yeah. But number one, well, Star of the Backstage. His murder wasn't painful to watch. No. This yeah. was painful Absolutely. to watch. Number star one, of the backstage. Star of the Backstage. Absolutely. The first episode of the 33rd season as well, which, again, I think this is a solid season. It also doesn't really help that this is the first episode, of. Yeah, unfortunately. you know so many people watch that as well. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll give it a go and, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, it, yeah it, look, it's painful. I mean, if you want to get a cohesive... Review of how much we despise this episode. Listen to that podcast as we get into it in that one. But yeah, there's no plot. I, I, I remember watching this episode, you know, when I was making my notes. like, And I had, like, the smallest amount of notes I ever had for <laughs> a sentence episode. Because there was just nothing to say about it. Yeah. The plot goes nowhere. The songs are there's long. so shit song, you know. Yeah, one shit song after another. But they're also, they don't serve anything to... They, they, they don't progress the plot. You know, Like a good musical, each song progresses the plot to another direction or to something new. Each song is just puts the whole yeah. episode on a standstill. Another, you know?
1: another example of maybe the worst guest star of the season as well.
0: Christian Bell. I mean, look, she does a decent job. She's a great singer, but it's just, I, I just don't like what they did with her. Yeah. You know, I, Better than having the actual actors of Married singing, she's getting all her voices going. I understand that. But just the way they put Christian Bell into it, was forced and also her songs were the worst Yeah, and it, just, she's a good singer and just like they, they didn't do they didn't serve the plot in any way I will still stand that I like the song what they're all talking about remember the times and it's like they had a party at, a house party at Marriage's House that she wasn't invited to I like that song I think that song is well written if the rest of the episode had songs as good as that one it could have been a decent episode but the rest of them are just they do nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. they're not well written they're not even that They're just kind of cringy. They're not even like jokey There's not even like really jokes within the songs Apart from the one I just mentioned They don't land No No, they they really really don't try Mm -hmm. Um, It's honestly like I'd have to look over every episode to give this a cohesive like response But at the top of my head I would say it's at the very least in my top three worst episodes of the whole show Yeah fair Yeah it is really that bad Unfortunately But now let's go into the positives Because this was in my opinion mostly a very positive strong season and here's where our opinions differ i think I like, don't yeah isn't that crazy imagine though, we'll get similar top threes that
1: we had the exact same bottom three i mean it wasn't difficult because i think a lot of people those... know the obvious at least top two worst ones
0: yeah those three episodes are definitely stinkers so I guess like, I'm, I'm not surprised. surprised that's the third one we both yeah did. i'm surprised at i tried to horror i thought maybe you'd put something else there but i'm not in that they just are three very weak episodes that i think what you just said serves our point perfectly is that three of them just felt like they didn't care. Like, they were going through yeah. the motions. Especially, unfortunate when you're going through the motions in a Treehouse of Horror, but it really felt like that. They were just like, let's just get this That's out of the what way. What
1: makes it so bad as well is yeah. the disappointment. Totally. A tree house of horror.
0: Yeah, you expect big things. You only get one every year. Yeah. Even, like, if one segment was good, I'd probably give it a stronger rating. It probably wouldn't be my bottom three, but the fact that all three of them just fell flat, you know, is that I can't say anything other than negative things about it unfortunately but now let's focus on the positives so I'm predicting that we don't have any of the same so you can do your number three you first you think I don't think so no okay yeah uh, oh actually I have honourable mentions before we do the top three yeah do you have any honourable mentions um not at the top of your head honourable mentions mm. <laughs> I'll take that as a no well you we just can't think of any at the top of yeah. your head yeah that's fine honourable mentions for me as i want to on adventures i'm like these ones i think were really good and got close being in the top three but didn't quite make it is boys in the highland i thought was a wonderful yeah, it was episode good. i love the scotland setting i love what they have with martin the monologue where he lashes out at bart is fantastic that was close for me yeah three, it didn't make it i love the back and forth between the two of them Dolph and nelson too in that episode I thought it was a very interesting foursome not a typical group to put together And yeah, the Scottish setting made a difference and it was a really solid Bart episode also. So it came close. And then my second honour mention is The Maid Maggie. The one where fact Tony becomes her godfather. Very good one, yeah. That one for me is just like, because my top three here are kind of like different, more out there episodes. But that one for me is just like, A really classic Simpsons that like nothing extraordinary happens in it, but just has so much fun with its very simple concept. So much great bits between Fat Tony and his his goons throughout the episode. One of my favourite one being when he starts like the, the baby business and he's like, This is the first business I ever started, in which the back room is just more of the same. It's <laughs> so many great little gangster bits. You can tell they're just nerds for gangster movies, and it's just a really fun, solid episode where all the whole family gets involved as well, which I liked yeah. and just Joe Mantania just being an absolute bam for his fat Tony as always, also. Yeah. But yeah, so give me your 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 number three.
1: My number three mm-hmm. is uh actually you'll be surprised. Okay because this is one that grew on me and sat with me and I liked it more over time. Sure. It's not Dead Flanders. Uh, It is pixelated and afraid
0: wow i'm yeah. very surprised you were a contradiction of a man if you go back to that <laughs> podcast sebastian is not praising of it at all no i really didn't
1: like
0: it <laughs> no I, I i just i think it's one it. of our worst podcasts also <laughs> why the american accent thing we're clearly tired of it it's just all over the place <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i love that episode too but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, for anyone who's listening to the podcast, you'll know why I love the episode so much. Let me know why it's, why it's changed for you as so you've gone on to think about it. I, I, I'm really surprised.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about, it. I was too harsh on it. I think you gave it a seven. Did I?
0: Yeah, seven's not bad. Maybe a six point five. Uh, but yeah, I I think it's more deserving of that. Like, but yeah, go, go, go get into why it's changed well, for you. The,
1: the best thing about this episode is the relationship between Homer and March. 100%. And we've seen it so many times before portrayed in different ways. Mm-hmm. And this is an example of it's happened before, but it's been done in a completely different way. Yes. And absolutely. It was actually quite refreshing to just have an episode where it's just them two Definitely. out in the wild. I, mm. I thought it was weird that this episode Was sh- straight after um,
0: Boys in the Highlands Because it was like a very similar vibe Two very uh, episodes uh, of aired in Springfield So where I was client, like please like, take me somewhere. back to
1: Springfield And then play this episode Maybe that's sure. why hmm. Because it was after that And it underwhelmed me a bit Sure, so, But it was It's just a perfect story And it came to such a nice end Yeah And it, it's a complete story Oh yeah, I mean, like, for it's, sure. and it's heartwarming. Could have been a movie, like, There's how some really doing creative there. things going on as well in, in that episode. The Big way time. they build this whole like little village is quite cool. Mm. Um. And yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah, so okay, I, be, I, I yeah, would change surprised. my
1: score to an eight. An eight? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. i I if I recall, I gave it a nine. Um, I I love Peace Lady and Afraid." I mean, I I think it is the most critically acclaimed episode overall of the season. Like, as in you know worldwide it is the one that people were the most praising of and I totally see why like you said we've had plenty of aspirations of marriage and Homer's relationship in the past I mean hundreds upon hundreds but is this the most deep it's ever been Mm. the most the the most risen the stakes have ever been also like any example I can think of like their relationship being in trouble has always been you know Homer's something stupid and marriage is mad at him and Homer drank too much
1: yeah
0: exactly (laughs) whereas this one is them just put in trouble where they have to Protect each other and they're, they're in trouble together and you can just really see how much they love each other so much throughout the episode. It made me cry. And like even when you said about like the animation and stuff, kind of the creative stuff that they did, like the things at the end where they're leaving, where, 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 where they're walking away from the place where they were living. You see all the beautiful like skyline and the animals and everything. It's just such a beautiful sequence, just the two of them together. Mm. And there's that final sequence where they're, like, watching the sunset. You can see they've changed That they're not, like, watching TV together anymore. They're, like, trying to appreciate just, like, the beauty of nature and the beauty of being together and everything, you know. I think, yeah, I think it's an absolutely wonderful episode. But anyway, getting into my number three, I went for a serious Flanders. Yeah. Cheating maybe a little bit. I'm, I'm I'm giving it to parts one and two. If I had to only give it to one that's episode, fine. I'd give it to part two. But, yeah, they that's are, that's like, fun. a whole. They are a whole. You, you couldn't watch one without watching the other. I, I, personally, I was thinking you might see, be like
1: part one, part two, and then another episode. Yeah,
0: no, I wanted to mention the episodes. That's why I'm, I'm putting Sirius Flanders into one. Because it, it, it is like one long episode, basically. It's a 40 minute yeah. episode. Personally, for me, I know you didn't feel as strongly towards it. I thought it was very experimental and cool. There's some really cool stuff with Ned Flanders. It was genuinely tense, which is such a rare thing for The Simpsons. Like that scene where where Ned returns the, or when he steals the, inherit, the the charity money that he donated, and you see Homer and him, like, staring at each other in the car, just how beautifully animated that sequence was, the big the big fight they have with each other at the end, when Homer goes to his ranch, the brawl between Ned and Brian Cox's character, it was just a genuinely intense two episodes, there's some cool things, the whole sequence of him getting with Saisho Mel's wife, it was just a different, fun Wonderfully, like unique experience that, like there, there isn't any Simpsons episode like it. I don't think there ever will be, and it's always going to stand out in that way. And yeah, personally, I think *A Serious standards is just, uh just, just, just a wonderful treat of an episode. Can, something so resp- different. I can
1: appreciate it for that. Yeah, that it's it's different. Totally it's a different vibe, vibe and. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, if you want something more serious from The Simpsons, that's still the place to go. Yeah, yeah, totally. And
0: there's still jokes. There's still yeah. jokes in there, yeah, 100%, but it's just more of a serious story and the stakes are risen. Even you see the, the rich Texan dying at the start and them like, doing crazy things with his face. Also, uh, Chris O'Dowd has a great guest appearance in this episode yeah. as one of Brian Cox's um, henchmen, which just for me personally, seeing an Irish actor who is so Irish... Being in The Simpsons, doing his own voice just made me really happy. You know, his character's name is Seamus and everything. I love that little thing also. The whole bit where him and his wife are arguing with each other and they have Homer tied up and they're fighting so much they don't even see the house is, like, on fire and falling apart around them. I love that. That also, yeah, there's just so much kind of cool different things
1: around them without them noticing like their relationship
0: yeah yeah exactly <laughs> their relationship it probably was a little metaphorical yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just saw the comedic value to this that's that's for sure but yeah your number two uh number two was Poorhouse rock
1: Poorhouse rock okay yeah, yeah. well you realize um, so, okay yeah no it, it was it was just fantastic like yeah it, it surprised me which is what why i really liked it of in the best way mm-hmm. because the episode was fine when it, it started. You know, was It was fun, it. yeah. The, the power plant stuff and everything. And usually when they take you away from that it might disappoint you but it surprised yeah. me and it did a great job. Mm-hmm. And the reason I know I like it is because I'm not normally a musical guy. No, that's why I was surprised you liked so, it so much. And the fact that I enjoyed it but that's because it was actually really well written mm-hmm, and totally. the songs
0: were great. Yeah, and they served a the purpose. And, um, you know. it was
1: we We haven't I think this is like a very lack of Bart season. There's been Bart. Yeah, there's
0: been many episodes, but not but, as much as usual. Yeah, yeah definitely it's, more Lisa nice heavy. To
1: give Bart his moment totally at the end as well. Mm. Um, and really,
0: really funny.
1: Uh, creative animation going on as well. Yeah,
0: the song was super well written. Yeah. It served the purpose. I love how meta it was with, you know, addressing the fact that back in the eighties, a man, a man managing a family of three and a wife all on his own, the only person, the only only person in the household making money was realistic back then, whereas nowadays it's not, and you know, I just love how they address that. You know, it's funny, back in like the early seasons, it was always like a thing that they were struggling for money and stuff like that, whereas nowadays, a two-story household is like a mansion, you know what I mean? So I just love them addressing that. That's,
1: That's the thing, yeah, a current topic as well, they didn't pick a side, it was just like... Totally. Well, obviously, they picked the side of it's
0: wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, just, they're they're stating the facts <coughs> in the song. They're not being like, you know, screw the the upper class or anything like that. It's just being like, well, here's what's going on. Here is how poorly you're treating the working class because of your own agendas and you want to have more money and just having this endless disposable income that you don't actually need. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, look, it's it didn't make it my top three, but it would be high up. I definitely put in my top. Ten, maybe in my top five. I think it's wonderful experimental episode again. Hugh Jackman's great in it, and I think it serves as like a good point that like *Start Backstage* is both of our worst episode. It shows that it's not like we hate musicals because this is also a very musical episode. It's just. A much well um, this one song i mean it is a very long song but it's much better written than any song Sarah yeah. of the backstage you know what i mean and it's funny within it it, 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 ha- it progresses the plot within the music you know it's it's so well done and hugh jackman like you said is just brilliant in it also yeah my number two is mother and other strangers okay interesting yeah i i, I didn't anticipate it to be there to be honest but just looking through the episodes Again, I may have even ranked the series Flanders higher, writings wise, when we reviewed them. But looking back over, it's just one that stuck with me. I loved how they developed the relationship between Homer and his mother, as well as Homer and Grandpa. I they did that really well. And it was very impactful. Like the whole thing was Mom running away, but Grandpa gets stuck, so Homer stays with Abe. I that was so sweet. And that's see at the end where we see that she dressed up as a doctor to see her to see Bart be born before running away and that whole line where Homer says um, it, it, it was something like I I, I can't lose you again you know, it was, it was more better written than that but it was just such a wonderful impactful moment and it just
1: goes to show yeah. how deep, deep the season was totally
0: yeah was. and how deep the show is able to go like the Mona stuff I love so much I think Glenn Close is so good as Mona Simpson and it, 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 it makes me so sad for Homer, but it also makes so much sense in his character mm. that he didn't have a mother figure oh, growing yeah. up. Yeah. You know, it makes so much sense. And, that's, and, 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 and marriage a, and is a now...
1: Very, a very lazy dad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it turned out like that. Exactly, it's so unfortunate. And <laughs> Bart probably will too. You know, but it makes so much sense because it's like marriage is like his mom now. You know, marriage is like filling the void that he didn't have as a kid, which is so messed up, but it, it's the truth. Like, So it adds an extra layer to the show that you can appreciate if you're a diehard fan like me who's seen the whole show and sees how his relationship with his mom progresses over the course of these episodes it's it's, it's just done so well and I think Mother and Other Strangers adds extra layers to that in a really beautiful way and I, yeah I really loved it also props to Ankinson in this episode he voices Homer and Grandpa like he's doing most of the heavy lifting this episode and yeah. he's so good in it yeah I, I loved it yeah so you're Number one? I actually have no idea. Yeah, I mean... I actually have no it's, clue.
1: It's <laughs> probably, wouldn't have even been able to guess this. It's a bit of a wild card. I, um, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I went so. for Marge the mini.
0: Wow, no. no I would have never guessed that. <laughs> and do you know why? Because of those this season, pranks? <laughs> this season, Cause it's a fun
1: episode. This season for me yeah. was all about Marge. This yeah. season for me was marriage heavy she came into her own. She her attitude mm. changed. True. She became so much more independent. Yeah and a bit more badass. And they took
0: some liberties with her. Yeah. That's true.
1: And this episode sums that up yeah. perfectly. yeah and it's a March episode and it shows her new qualities. hmm Um and it is it's sort of like we saw it at the start of the season, but it's like halfway through and yeah. she's it, they really like got this new thing going on with marge they do and this was the perfect story to show that
0: solidify um, that yeah
1: so i think it's an important episode for me because it's it's like the new beginning of marge and i think we're gonna see her be a lot more badass in the future
0: Nice, interesting i did not expect that to be number one i mean it wouldn't go anywhere near for me personally you know i didn't like it anywhere near as any anywhere near as much as you did, yeah. but you know, I I can definitely hear the points you're making. I I I I respect you for liking it that much. Um, I definitely think they did some cool stuff in this season, and I can definitely see what you mean in that this episode does solidify that because of the whole origins of like her being a brat when she was younger. Because that was a whole even like marriage at that age. We never really saw that before. It actually makes sense. Yeah, it does that she would then grow up to be, you know, a, a really goody two-shoes. But it also makes perfect sense to why Bart is such a rebel because, you know, we always get things from our parents even if we don't realise it. But it's like, we've never seen Homer be a rebel as a kid. Yeah, so, like he
1: he did bad things but he was But never not in a like Bart way. Yeah. yeah,
0: more so like him being a, an alcoholic or just being stupid and stuff yeah. like that. Whereas, like, we never really saw any, any, Homer in marriage be a rebel as a kid. So it, may, it makes sense that marriage was the one doing all these pranks and stuff like that and then that without I mean, realizing is what led to Bart kind of being who he is now. It it, it, it I I I wish I'd the episode more than I did. And I I, I totally see how you connected with him more than I did, but that, that 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 detail is definitely really cool and interesting. Actually, I, I'd like to see more of that. I I'd love to see a bit more like Marriage's childhood because we've seen loads of Homer's For childhood, sure, but we really right. haven't seen much of marriage's at all. Yeah, and you those know? the
1: childhood moments were great as well.
0: Oh, I, I thought they were the best parts of the episode. Yeah, yeah with that teacher, like oh, Marge the Meanie, yeah. <laughs> she was great. Um, yeah, there, 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 there's there's lots of good to the episode, and yeah, um, I think it's very cool that, that that's your first. I, I could I wouldn't even guess this. If you give me three guesses, I probably wouldn't say Marriage the Meanie, but Fair. that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, I think yeah, I, can,
1: I could guess your number one.
0: Do you want to guess? Pixelated and afraid. It is 100% pixelated and afraid. Fair choice. Fair choice. Yeah, it is. Look, for me... Yeah, on
1: that podcast, you really sound like you loved it. I loved but...
0: it. It made me It made me laugh. It made me cry. It had great drag moments. The, 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 the bit with the Wolverine I thought was really intense and interesting. One of the most unique and experimental episodes I think the show has done in years. And I think episodes like this just show that the the show has a place and has stories to tell you know, beyond the golden seasons because there's nothing like this in the early seasons. You know what I mean? They they had avenues and interesting areas they can go in places that you wouldn't have expected because you'd think, oh, Homer and Marge, we've seen everything we could with their relationship and here's this episode that has a whole new thing to do with their relationship that we've never seen before. So, yeah, I like this Lady Freed for all those reasons. I think it's a wonderful episode and uh, I think I've overdone explain how much I love it. I, I, I think I've made it clear from that podcast and, and this one but yeah, I I think it's absolutely wonderful and I feel like cool. I would be remiss to not have it be my number one yeah sorry. Yeah. but yeah that concludes our wrap of the season I think overall I think it was a really wonderful season I think they did some cool experimental things but also having more kind of classic episodes so
1: yeah I think it was it was good um, I hope I think season thirty four will be even better.
0: Hopefully, yeah. Look, there was some they experimented in some ways that worked. They experimented in some ways that didn't. Yeah. And I, 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 I respect I respected them they trying. Tried. Absolutely. There's apart from the ones we mentioned. There's very few episodes where I feel like they're just going through the motions. Most of these episodes, they feel like they're really trying to do something different and interesting. I, I really admired that. And yeah. it, it, it critically, like this is considered by a lot of people to be one of the show's best seasons in years. And I would probably agree. And just in terms of, like, they have definitely more winners than they do stinkers, you know?
1: I think um, I, I think they're slowly coming back to a consistency again.
0: Yeah, and, and what they're doing very well that this season did was, like, that they had episodes that were kind of like that similar Simpsons style from the classic era that you love. And then they had episodes where they threw a curveball at you. Yeah. Like series Flanders, Mixed Lady Afraid, where they did something that they've never done before. So I, I think that's the way to go, you know? Do some episodes that hit on that classic simpsons feel and do ones like poor rock that are so out there you know yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah jumping into the news pre-recorded from london city it's a very bad impression of Ken brockman letting you know it's time for simpsons news a couple of the pieces of news actually this week they were pretty cool so it's no surprise but it's still cool to see it as disney revealed that the simpsons is the most watched show on their platform so i just thought you know cool to see it i, I love seeing it I, i'm always rooting for my boys so awesome uh, but not surprising
1: i think it's a little bit surprising
0: and then, i guess in that in that like they have their own original content it's even been higher viewed than that you know you have like the Marvel shows and Star Wars and everything, Obi Wan, like, yeah. that apparently this is. But it makes sense because The Simpsons appeals to everybody, you know? Sure. Like, you have, like, old, young, and middle aged people can enjoy it, whereas, like, Star and Wars and all Marvel.
1: The, all the eras that specific people might prefer as well.
0: Exactly. Watch, yeah. yeah, because so many people have grown up with the show and people have grown up with different eras. So, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are jumping in on Disney Plus just to watch newer episodes, there's plenty of people who are jumping in just to watch the classics. So, you have all those people, so it makes sense, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see it. It brings me joy. And the final piece of news, but a pretty chunky piece of news, is What Culture uh, released a list of actors who turned down a role in the show. And I just I, I wanted to bring this up in the news because there's so many I didn't know. I knew a few of these, but I, most of them I actually didn't.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting to know why some of them did as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, so let's get into it. So it's 10 different actors. 10 is William Shatner, who plays Captain Kirk in Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, this is in the early seasons. They didn't, have, they, did, they didn't know what episode it was, but apparently he turned it down just because he had, hadn't heard of the show. <laughs> Obviously he knows it now, but back then he hadn't, so he turned it down. Number nine, Michael Caine, who was originally written to be do you up the loses the quickie mart and moves in with Homer yeah. there's like the whole side story of James Woods working the quickie mart because he's like researching a role yeah so that was originally written to be Michael Caine
1: I think <laughs> he would if he was asked again now he'd do he'd it he'd do it yeah <laughs> the
0: show was still a little bit too new maybe back then he was a bit and, more and he was serious actor yeah. yeah but I think now he's older and he can just have still fun wild, you know yeah. yeah like even like Going in Style a comedy movie that he did with uh Alan Arkin and Morgan Freeman like he has so you can just see him having so much fun in that movie yeah I I think he would now as well yeah back then obviously he was Mr. Serious but I mean James Wood is great in that episode but it would have been really interesting to see what Michael Caine would have done in that part for sure number 8 Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone
1: (laughs) I wonder why
0: Uh, what do you think because of the character that um, oh, because of R- Rainier Wolf Castle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't think so. I, I, the reason why they, they, they didn't end up in the set because the writers and I respect their reasons why. So they asked them to get started in the casino episode. where Burns makes his own casino. Yeah, and they only agreed to do it if they, if they advertised Planet Hollywood in it, which is like their franchise. You know the the, the restaurant yeah, chain yeah. Planet Hollywood. They only agreed to do it if they brought Ho- Planet Hollywood into the episode, and the writers were like, No, we're not going to be in marketing. Campaign for you Fair guys, way, yeah. so that's the only they would have done it otherwise. That's the only reason why it is. So I, I I respect that. it's just
1: like we're paying you to do it. Yeah, you exactly. Don't, We'd don't have to advertise your stuff. No,
0: screw that. Yeah, number seven is Don Rickles. You might not know him, a huge comedian from like the like kind of seventies, eighties, nineties. He also voices Mister Potato Head in Toy Story. That would be like the most mainstream thing he does. But as a comedian, he's well known for like roasting people. Like he used to always host the. Like comedy central roasts and stuff like that and he is like probably the king of roasting he's just so quick but it was going to be in an episode called new kids in the block it was written in as a side story that homer attends one of his roasts and don rickles roasts him and homer beats him up and they get then they go to court together it was a whole storyline written but since he didn't agree to do it he they 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 wrote a different storyline Okay. Because it was like There's no one you could Replace him with You know no, What yeah, he does is so specific him, yeah. yeah exactly So it got replaced With the storyline Where Homer Goes to an All you can eat buffet and, and he eats Everything there So it technically Isn't all you can eat For him So he sues the chain Right. And it's, right. And it's the Sea Captain's Food franchise Yeah so that's what It got, got replaced with Which again is A brilliant side story Actually one of my Favorite side stories But that that one Would have been so cool Because unfortunately It didn't happen But look These things don't happen For a reason Number six, Quentin Tarantino. This one's interesting because the this, this scene actually ended up getting put in. It's just not him doing his own voice. It's in the Mary Poppins episode. It's like a little scene where it's like, it's a scratchy episode directed, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. And it's like a little bit of him beforehand explaining what his process was. And he says something like, I just want to prove that like violence is everywhere, you know, like it's, it's in like your cereal boxes. And apparently Quentin Tarantino didn't like that. Um... That like take on him as a creator, so he didn't agree to do it. But the scene is there. He's just, just he's just not the one yeah. doing it. I mean, I think been it's area. money as well. Yeah, I mean, big time, yeah. loads of money. I'm sure he's probably one of the regular voice actors. Like number five, Clint Eastwood, who was originally meant to be the dentist in Last. Exit to Springfield. Like wow. Lisa's Dentist. Okay. Yeah. Would have been a very different take on what... Because yeah. it's, it's like a, you know, a, a very nasally British character in the end. You know, would have been a very different take. Whatever. I can't imagine Clint, Clint voicing a dentist. No, certainly not. <laughs> but yeah, interesting. Number four, Sheldon Leonard, who was a huge mob boss actor from like the 40s and 50s. Best known all movies he would have done would be To Have and Not to Have, a Pumpy Bogart movie. A Guys and Dolls, the... Marilyn Brando film, and he, he also did a bunch of, like, Frank Frank Capra movies, and he was always a mob boss in those, so he was meant, originally meant to be Fat Tony, oh, they, well. they wrote Fat Tony with him in mind, and... I'm
1: assuming he didn't like... The, the parody, maybe. Yeah,
0: the parody of being
1: a mob boss.
0: Yeah, I guess so, it, since he did so many serious ones, but again, like I said, everything happens for a reason, because Joe Mantegna ended up doing it, did an amazing job, and is still voicing the it's character iconic. today. Yeah. Absolutely iconic, but also Sheldon Leonard died in 1997 he was pretty old at the time that the first fat 20 episode even came out so you know if have happens for a reason they, they they would have had to retire the character so i'm glad that he's still there and joe montania just kills every single time you know yeah number three is bruce willis and the me more so do you know the episode where homer becomes like a like a personal assistant to Alec baldwin and kim basinger no. just oh no it's called when you dish upon a star i think it's in the 12 actually, no, I think it's the 10th season. Actually, oh, right, yeah, a pretty good episode, but um, it was, yeah, fun, fun episode. That was originally written to be Bruce Will Listen to Me More, so I thought that was interesting. Number two, Tom Cruise, very fascinating one. So, he was meant to be in Brother from the Same Planet, which is in the fourth season. That's when Homer, it's when Homer gets like a new son and, and back gets a new dad. And it makes perfect sense. I mean, I knew this already, but I didn't know for a long time. But it, it makes so much sense that it was written to be Tom Cruise. The character's name is Tom. He, his character is a pilot in the U.S. Navy, and he rides a motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was so clearly written for Tom Cruise. He turned it down, and uh, interesting fact that the article mentions is that Tom Cruise has never done an animated role in anything. He's never done a voiceover he just role. Yeah, you know, he just wants to be center of attention, light of action. Actor, which you know is fair enough, I guess. Um, it, it makes so much sense, he would have been good in it, but it's the Hart in the end. The guy who voiced Troy McClure and everybody else, yeah. brilliant voice actor. And uh, so unfortunately, it didn't have him, but it's still a great episode without him. Number one, never knew this, absolutely fascinating. OJ Simpson, wow, it's even in the name, yeah. Even I know, yeah, literally. He was meant to be Orange Juice Simpson himself. <laughs> <laughs> he was meant to be in Last Exit to Springfield as well. There's a bit where. It's like on Smart Line with Kemp Brockman, He brings in a bunch of people to talk about their opinions on like all these workers going on strike against um against the power plant, and, uh, and, it, and it ends up being Dr. Joyce Brothers in the episode who was a real life psychologist who makes more way more sense as somebody to be there talking about this rather than O.J. Simpson. But the original O.J. Simpson this was 1993, The murder trial was in nine ninety four. So. Again, everything happens for a reason. They definitely dodge a bullet there, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, so that was very interesting to me. And now, moving on to my new segment, because Impressions is gone. So, all but the first 10. You're probably wondering what the hell that means. <laughs> this segment is going to be. We've got about Classics. We'll do ourselves Classics after this. No, that's fine. Um, this segment is going to be. Because, look, the whole point of this podcast is I want to show the people that the later season of Simpsons are worth your time, you know what I mean? So I want to, like, showcase episodes that are great beyond the first ten seasons, which are always going to be the golden year, and I do respect and believe in that also, but I do think there's so much golden episodes that are massively underrated within the first, um the, 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 sorry, the, the, the later seasons. So, yeah, every week I'm, I'm going to do, like, top episodes in a certain category, but the only episodes that, that I'm not allowed to put into that list are in the first ten seasons. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. So today I'm gonna to do my top five. I was gonna to, to do top three, but there's just too many good ones. I'm gonna do my top five Homer episodes from the later seasons. So number five is Don't Feed the Roofer, which is in season 16. A great episode where Homer becomes best friends with this guy who's fixing his roof, both by Ray Momono, but no one else has ever seen him, so they think that he's losing his mind, and it becomes like a great exploration into Homer's brain. Love that episode. Also worth mentioning, I when I say Homer episodes, it's like ones where it's Homer on his own, like the family aren't wishing. Yeah. It's you know like like if 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 I was to do classic season episodes, it would be like you know Mr. Plow, Homer goes to college, those kind of episodes. But it's only later season number four, Brick Like Me, which is season twenty-five. This is the Lego episode, which I originally thought would be like a like a a clumsy like forced marketing ploy, but actually it'd been really wonderful beautiful animation it's about Homer trying to escape this Lego world and the whole episode becomes a metaphor not wanting to grow up and it's just done really wonderfully yeah number three Fats Corraldo season 28 Massey on the radio episode I think it gets no respect Is it's about Homer finding out that this hot dog cart is closing down which was like a place that his mom and dad used to take, take him a lot as a kid before his mom ran away and so he goes on strike Trying to get the hot dog character to stay open purely because it's nostalgic for him. And it becomes like a really nice exploration on what nostalgia means to everybody, you know, and how we we stay so close to things because it reminds us of our childhood. But the why I like Simpsons so much is I loved yeah. it so much as a kid, you know, so it becomes a beautiful exploration of that, yeah. Number one, sorry, number two, I Dobot, which is in season 15. It's a beautiful Homer episode where just him just being a great father is Bart wants to make a robot enter into like one of those robot fighting competitions yeah, it, it right. would have been made back when those things were really big I'm sure you remember Robot oh, Wars, yeah, he's was oh, Wars. Right. He's, it was a parody on that obviously but Homer promises Bart to make him a robot obviously he's a doofus doesn't know how to so instead he just like disguises himself as a robot and goes out and fights these regular robots and puts himself at risk for Bart and it is actually hurting himself because he's getting attacked by actual like well made robots made by like yeah. Professor Frink and stuff <laughs> And it's just a beautiful episode of him just trying to do... Trying to make his son happy, you know? It's just him being a genuinely really good father. And he's just such a good guy in this episode. It's it's so sweet and so well-made. And I think it's hugely underrated. Number one, Eternal Moonshine, The Simpsons Mind. Which wouldn't be a huge surprise for anyone listening who's who's seen the later seasons. Is this, this one won an Emmy. It is considered one of the best later season episodes. And for good reason. In, not to give it away for people who haven't seen it. But it involves Homer waking up... He, he, he blacked out the night before can't remember anything that happened and all his family are missing that's all I'll say about it because I think it's worth watching so I won't say too much about it but it, it becomes a beautiful exploration of Homer's flaw and it's such a character building episode and gives us so many like, nuances and details to him as a person that we hadn't seen before it actually won an Emmy so I mean, it is wow. uh, it is uh, held in a very high regard but I'd be remiss not to mention it because honestly it would be in my top 20 episodes of the whole show there. Honestly, I love it so much. Yeah, check it out. It's season nineteen, Eternal Munch and Simpson Mind. Yeah, it is a fun new segment to replace the yeah, impressions. It's cool. Yeah, it's It's uh, just you get
1: to tell people how much you know about the Simpsons.
0: Basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I get to because I love doing steps classics. Obviously, we're doing steps classics. We're more more often talking about more classical episodes, which is fine. But it'd be fun to do a segment like this, so I can go into episodes that people might not think of. You know, yeah. But yeah, let's jump the steps classics.
1: Um, yeah, I went for season eleven. Yeah, uh, take my wife's sleaze.
0: Take my wife's sleaze. I love this episode. This it's is what so always good. forget about.
1: This is this is like it's yeah, actually wonderful. One that got, has gone on under the radar a little bit. Totally. Um, and it, it's it's fuck it's it's so funny. Man. So funny. It, it's quite iconic, Homer. Yeah, yeah, totally um, <laughs> classic. He, him getting into antics. He just gets the he just Watches. A film on TV, it's <laughs> <gets laughs> into cost. 50s motorbike culture, <laughs> yeah. and he just rides his bike around everywhere. And he's absolutely obsessed with he's his obsessed motorbike, obsessed like it's his motorbikes. pet. <laughs> yeah. um, he's like sleeping
0: with <laughs> it. And Marriage is like, Will you please, will you please turn the motorbike? And he's like, Oh, did, did, did he upset you? Did she upset your motorbike? Oh, I know, I know. <laughs>
1: absolutely adores it. Um, and every time he gets on the motorbike, he puts on these sunglasses. <laughs> And he's just going around. He starts his own <laughs> motorbike gang, which yeah. doesn't even become the main plot. No, um, and he's doing like classic fifties movie rebellion things, like yeah. p- like tossing coins on the street.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. And now Pooh comes out, being like, "You, you, you hoodlums get away. You, you, you young hoodlums get away from here." And they're all like, "Oh, you, you stupid old man!" <laughs> he comes out with a broom, and they're all like, oh, "He has the broom!" But the run away and uh he
1: gets into an ordeal with real bikers name as an actual motorbike gang yeah the hell satans um and then they trash his house they
0: take marge Mm -hmm. um (laughs) also andre guests there john goodman yeah so goodness episode is the main biker um and
1: they homer tries to get marge back (laughs) yeah and, uh, they have a big brawl at the he's end, just their... as Marge is teaching them like how to be patient and the grammar
0: violent. Yeah, and Jocko's character like breaks a pen. He's like, "Oh, I killed my pencil." He's like, "No, no, no! You broke your pencil." I was like, oh, I broke him. Like, yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> and uh
1: Homer and the the me lead boat motorbike guy have a brawl yes. and they have a sword fight with two <laughs> with the motorbikes, yes this is a great um, sequence <laughs> and it, and it, it's great and it comes to a good end and mm. the it's one of the few episodes where the credits as well it isn't just the black screen
0: yeah so the band NRBQ gets there in this episode and the end is like them doing a cover of the Simpsons theme yeah. and, it's, and it's i really forgot good. about it's it. Really it's, it it's really it's good, fantastic yeah. Let's i play love a it bit now <laughs> why I laugh but yeah there you go I mean it's very well it's done really yeah. cool. happy yeah. to have you listen to it yeah no really really good I think it's a wonderful episode yeah one that definitely was under the radar personally it's one that I always forget about then I watch it I'm like oh this episode is so fun it's yeah. gag heavy the whole sequence of like Bart laughing at his horn because he realizes that he can't ride the motorbike and Bart just does of course Yeah. so we has like a whole montage of it's, it's like those montages of like a father teaching their son how to ride a bike instead of the that other is, way around. Yeah. It's bar teaching Homer how to ride the motorbike, it's it's sweet but also really funny. <laughs> like he he, he he puts the exhaust pipe on like too high and it, it like goes haywire and breaks the roof of the house. And you think they're like gonna like panic, they both started like laughing together, just like a classic montage. Yeah, just a whole lot of fun, the, the buyer secret is hilarious as well, it's, it's so pathetic, it's like Hover with a pro- proper motorbike. Moe with one is falling apart Lenny with a lawnmower with the Carl had it again I think it was also just like a shitty motorbike yeah. and then Ned <laughs> they only got Ned in the group so they could use his rumpus room It yeah. was like, like a, a little a little girly bike <laughs> he has like a helmet on <laughs> and, and yeah
1: I think this is a, a solid solid 9 out of 10 really
0: I, mean, I, I give it an 8.5 I still think it's really good but yeah it's a little bit lower but it is very very fun episode Yeah, I, 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 you mentioned before do you think Season eleven is a great underrated season. Yeah, honestly, is. I agree with you. We've done a couple of episodes so far from that season already, and like all of them, have been super solid and like held up for me even more than I remembered. Like Brer from the what was it called again? Like, the one where John takes Riddle and was one I liked a lot yeah. more than I remembered. And Brother's little was in that episode. And like yeah, this one just honestly, I like it more every time. I think John Goodman's amazing in it. It's, yeah, it's just a super fun fun episode. That's worth yeah. people's time they haven't seen yeah. it for sure. Yeah, continuing. The final quivia. Oh my god! It's the
2: final quivia. Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, sad. like I said, it is sad. So you know, got some big boots to fill it right now. Like I said, I I I've had fun with statement, but I think we've overdone it. We've done we've done like twenty three, twenty four. I'd everyone's say favorite, maybe though. it is everyone's favorite, and that's why you got to go out in a high. So as always, for the final time, I'm going to give two pieces of trivia and then ten questions. So. Number one, Maggie's first words are Daddy, Lisa's is Bart, and Bart's is "I carumba. It's a fun little thing that I like. Number two, that's I, ever, I only found this out today from looking up some trivia on IMDb. Milhouse's name is intentionally cursed. Milhouse is Richard Nixon's middle name. Van Houten is the surname of a member of the Charles Manson family, Leslie Van Houten, and his nickname is Mussolini. Named after the right, Italian yeah. fascist dictator. So
1: they always did plan for Milhouse to be that guy.
0: That <laughs> pathetic loser who has like absolutely no luck. I love that That's so right. much. Just a great detail, yeah. He's <laughs> a middle name of Richard Nixon, like. It's a great name too. Like he looks like a millhouse, you know, it's, he does. It yeah. suits his character perfectly. Milhouse, yeah.
1: Millhouse, yeah. Like what kind of name
0: <laughs> yeah, It's so geeky and horrible like, <laughs> it's like his parents already hated him the yeah. moment he came out of the womb let's call him Miller <laughs> but yes 10 questions the score to beat is 6 I'm rooting for you so if I
1: do it on the final episode of I'd be the proud season.
0: of you I'm rooting for you so much so that I'm doing something a little different with this one I'm giving you multiple choice alright yeah so you know hopefully it make it a little easier yeah. So, you could, I, I think you could at least beat six. Let's find out. Number ten. Who voices Homer? Is it A, Dan Castellaneta? It's B, A. B, Hank Azaria? Or C, Harry Shear? A. A, and Dan Castellaneta, yeah. Very good. Yes, indeed. Number nine. What is Reverend Lovejoy's first name? Is it A, Francis? B, Timothy? Or C, Lawrence? A. Francis? Yeah. Uh-uh, it's B, Timothy. Uh... Number eight. How many spikes does Bear have in his hair? Is it A ten, B twelve, or C nine? B, twelve. No,
1: no. Sorry, what was it? Ten, ten.
0: What was ten? A. A. N- neither. It's nine. Oh. <laughs> it's a nine. <laughs> Wait, no nine. nine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that point. <laughs> Seven. Who? Is it, what's the name of Springfield's rival town? Is it A Ogdenville, B Shelbyville, or C Louisville? B. Shelbyville. Yes. Very good. Yes. Number six.
1: Who is Also the the name of uh, B, like the B-sharps, which is the name of uh, Homer's jazz quartet.
0: Yeah, but unfortunately it doesn't appear. Ah, (laughs) You tried. Number six. Who is the only character to have five fingers in the show? Is it A, Santa Claus? God. B, God, or C, Mr. Burns? B, God. Yeah, God. Very good. Number 5 Lisa's favourite musician What's his name Is it A Blingums Murphy C Or sorry B Bloody Ears Murphy Or C Bleeding Banjo Lewis (laughs) A Blingums Murphy Yes indeed Number My pen is running out of ink Isn't that ideal Nice Number 5 Number 4 What is Mo's surname Is it A Herschel B Sizzleack Or C Pinsky
1: B Sizzleack
0: Yes very good number three why did the family go broke in the first episode of the show Simpsons Rose on on an Open Fire is it A. Homer gambles it all away B. Bart got a tattoo or C. Marriage misplaces their money
1: so it's not Homer gambles it all away because he almost does Mm -hmm. it's Bart gets a tattoo
0: very good yes indeed number two (laughs) <laughs> so we do have a Homer's Barbershop Quartet question. What Beatle appears in Homer's Barbershop Quartet? Is it A, John Lennon, B, Paul McCartney, or C, George Harrison?
1: B, Paul McCartney. Uh, uh, it
0: is... <laughs> John Lennon. No, he died... George Harrison. For... He Yeah, he the died hell? before the show even started. Yeah, George Harrison is, is the guy, yeah. It's in the great scene where... Homer, well, the band wins a Grammy, and George Harrison goes up to me. You're, you're expecting Homer to, like freak out. And he's like, "Oh my god, this place has brownies!" He just runs over, eating the brownies. George Harrison's just like, "Okay," because <laughs> he's the least famous beetle, I guess, but the best. You think? Yes, absolutely. Because it's the his best solo, music. solo music afterwards, yeah. sure. I mean, he does have that great song, <laughs> I Got My Mindset. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, it's good. But I got my mindset. Talk- but... I don't really know any of his other stuff. That is like a classic song. That is, it's just catchy. I know it's like a great song, it's catchy. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> yeah. Number one, when did the show debut? Is it A, 1991? 89. B,
1: 1989.
0: Or C, 1987- 1985? B, 89. Very good. All right. Obviously, you know you didn't get a 10 out of 10, But you did beat your score. Yeah. So I think nice. it's a good place to end it. Woo, celebrations you went of went easy on
1: me and gave me multiple choice, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why not? I was rooting for you to at least beat your score. You got 7 out of 10. Which Brilliant. is a perfect place to end this segment.
1: Which is probably what I'd give the season overall. Really? Mm, 6.5.
0: Oh, come on. 7. Yeah, <laughs> five, seven. <laughs> I'm not rating that as a season because it's... You can do it like this: the, the, the Sopranos, Breaking Bad, because they yeah. connect. But like, the episodes are all so different that I true, feel like true, you know true. what I mean. personally for me, I don't want to give the season a rating. No. But yeah, let's wrap it up with our recommendation of the week. Yeah. Um, do you have? I do. I do. Didn't know I was about to ask that. Do you have <laughs> one? <won't>, obviously.
1: <laughs> um, I. I'm actually recommending a game. Okay. Cool. And. I mean, a lot of people are going to know this game, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people don't give it a chance. Sure. Red Dead Redemption Two. Okay. Okay. It's in my top five games of all time. Nice. Um, the story's amazing. If you like westerns, you have no excuse not to play Red Dead Redemption Two. It's mm-hmm. fucking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The story's amazing. It's one of the few games that you know when like you're playing a game, you never walk. Yeah. You never like. Just walking strolling everywhere. around, yeah. Like you're always running to places. Mm. This game, you want to walk. You're just taking the you want to stroll like. into the saloon, like yeah. walking really slowly, and like walking into town on your horse at like the lowest speed because everything is so cool. Mm. Like it really does glamorize being a cowboy, but that's why it's so good. Yeah. um the, and genuinely one of the few games I, I cried. Oh at really? The end, wow. With the story, impactful story. Um, cool. And a lot of people played it. Anyone who would consider themselves a gamer probably has played it. Yeah. But I know that a lot of people, including myself, started playing it, got bored because mm. there was a lot of like cutscenes and things like that.
0: Sure. And like any Rockstar game, you get distracted by the open world aspects to it. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um,
1: gave up. Yeah. But I went back to it like a couple months later. And you're and glad you did. Just got hooked, and I played it all in a week. And I was this was like lockdown. When did it come out? Was it 2019? I think it came out 2019. 2019. Yeah. 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 And and so I gave up on it when it came out and then went back to it in in lockdown. And
0: yeah. I'm glad you did. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played it. I don't think I ever will. I'm not really a gamer anymore. I did love Red Dead Redemption 1. I played a little bit with my cousin who had it. And you know, like any Rockstar game, I just did the open world stuff and had great fun with that. I was listening to um, this great podcast called Flying on the Wall with David Spade and Dana Carvey who were like two actors on SNL It's just them recounting stories from being on the show but Dana, Dana Carvey was talking about how his son had been playing that game for hours and he was like, oh, you must be nearly finished. And he, like, checked his percentage on it. And he had only done, like, 10%. Yeah. like, <laughs> he'd go into, like, his son in, in the sitting room. And he'd, he'd just be, like, <laughs> riding a horse. Or, like, taking out a, a bale of hay. Just, like, doing, like, real life stuff. Just, like, being a real-life cowboy, basically. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how they do it. But, I guess yeah, you, you invest in. stuff like that. And it's interesting. You're actually enjoying it, yeah.
1: Like, you, you bathe on the game.
0: Oh, wow. Like, like, if, it, like an if, old-fashioned if, cowboy way.
1: Yeah, because if you go to a... Motel and, and use the bath, it yeah. increases your stamina. <laughs> oh, that's insane. <laughs> you go to
0: an outhouse and think shit, that increases your stamina. It's the
1: closest thing you could do in that game to getting a prostitute is <laughs> going to the bathhouse, and then when you're in there for a little bit, someone knocks at the door and it's like, need an extra help in there? <laughs> and then it's called the deluxe bath, you pay an extra dollar. Oh my god. And, and then they like wash you. <laughs> No, no maybe GTA, i will play yeah. this game <laughs> i mean gta Strip clubs man. i mean yeah obviously that is that. that
0: is way more intense than anything you'd seen in red in redemption of course i mean yeah i'm not, I'm not the where i definitely appreciate it. i definitely think rocks are like one of the best video game companies out there they never if not the best yeah they never phone with a game they always take years to yeah. develop it you know they don't just bring something out for the sake of bringing something out but then when they do it has a long lasting effect like people are still playing gta online you know what i mean like they they know how to do it, like, they really do, and I, I respect what they do yeah. so much. I mean, I think Grand Theft, Auto was, Grand Theft Auto Five was one of the last games that I played before I kind of just lost interest in gaming, but I totally have mad respect for what they do.
1: One rockstar game that I always recommend people is Bully.
0: Bully, yeah, very. it looks be- really interesting. People, like, people assume
1: that game is, like, you go around and bully people. Yeah, it gets but deeper. But it's not. You, you, you're actually helping people that are being bullied. Right. And, um... The story goes a lot deeper than people actually think it is going to. Mm. It's actually quite underrated. Interesting. It's a little second recommendation there. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Red, Dead Red Dead 2, if you're a gamer, you have to play it. If you yeah. Already. And if you ever
0: you've got bullied as a kid and you like to bully somebody else without actually affecting a real-life person, get bullied. Pay bully. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the worst review you've ever give that game from someone who has never played it. Um, My, re- my recommendation of the week is Megan. I really like this movie. I thought it was wonderful. Now I will say for people going in expecting like a decent horror, it's not that scary. It gets pretty scary towards the end. But what the movie did so well, I didn't expect, is that it builds the characters' relationship so much. It's so it's an aunt, uh her niece who lost her parents in a car crash, and the aunt works for a toy development company. She's trying to make like an a- an AI that could be like a care for the children, basically. So you know, classic horror setup right there, but the way they build that relationship is done really well the the child actress in it is fantastic and she really you feel her and like you know the you feel her empathy like you you feel the loss and the grief that she's experiencing having lost her parents and suddenly being in this weird house with her aunt who makes toys yeah the way they bring megan which is the ai robot obviously the way they bring her into it is done really well and when she does go crazy and starts killing people you understand why she's doing it, which is a refreshing thing that you've already seen in horror. Like every single person she kills, you know why she killed them. She's just going on a crazy rampage for no reason. So, it, it, I don't want really to get too much away, but the way they do that I thought was done very cleverly. And um, it's also quite funny, there's a lot, a lot of comedic moments. The head of the toy company is Ronnie Chang, who's this brilliant comedian who people would know best for Daily Show. He's one of the correspondents on that with Trevor Noah. Really, he's really, really funny. He's, he's like he's like the the movie's main villain, and he's you, you you see just enjoying so much, just being this chaotic villain, you know. And um, yeah, like I said, in terms of horrors, it's not super scary. Just a little t- trickery three towards the end. But I just loved the character building, the relations were done so well. And obviously, I love comedy, and the the, the movie's sense of humor I thought was so refreshing. And I'd be happy to see more mega movies. Although, like any horror, it'll probably bring out a sequel with a different cast, different creative team. Probably isn't going to be as good. But I'd be happy to see more Megan movies for sure. And I think it's a fun, different movie. And a surprise for January. Because January is usually either the Oscar movies or a piece of shit film. And Megan isn't either of them. It's not an Oscar movie, but it's also not a piece of shit. It's a really interesting, different film that I think is worth people's time. If they're over 18, (laughs) throw that out there like a parent. Yeah. I guess that's all we have to say that's all she wrote yeah guys thank you as always for tuning in and that that concludes season 33 we'll see you guys next week for season 34 oh yeah I can't wait yeah I can't wait to jump into another season it's going to be super exciting and uh, see you all then ciao bye bye